and A to Z of the Holy Land, from Arab to Zion, with Ed Kessler, founder director of the Wolf Institute. Episode 25, Why for Yerushalayim? Sha'alu shalom Yerushalayim, yeshilayu ohavayich, yehi shalom behelech, shalva be'armenotayich. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Peace be within thy walls, and prosperity within thy palaces. Psalm 122, verses 6 to 7. For Jews, Christians and Muslims, Jerusalem represents the divine human encounter, linking heaven and earth. Here for Jews, the temple stood and the presence of God dwelt. For Christians, the word of God became flesh in Jesus and the crucifixion and resurrection took place. And from here, the prophet Muhammad journeyed to paradise and met Moses and other prophets. And the centrality of Jerusalem also makes the city a place of contention. Some 3,000 years ago, King David made Jerusalem his capital and his son Solomon built the first temple, a wise choice since the city had not previously been controlled by any of the 12 tribes of Israel. The temple was destroyed twice, in 587 BCE and again in 70 CE. Since then, Jewish prayers have been directed towards Jerusalem and a religious festival, Tisha B'Av, was even established to mourn its destruction. The city has remained central to Jewish identity, religious, national and cultural, serving as a symbol of the people's bond with the Holy Land, as well as of their hope for a future ingathering of the exiles. Jews were banned from the city first by the Romans in 135 CE and enforced by the Byzantines. But after the Muslim conquest of Palestine in the 7th century, Jewish pilgrimage to and settlement in Jerusalem was allowed. From the time of Saladin, Jews were encouraged to live in a new Jewish quarter and numbers increased with the arrival of Spanish Jews expelled in 1492. The Christian approach to Jerusalem is characterized by ambiguity. Whilst St. Paul displayed special regard for the Jerusalem church as an important link between the Gentile church and Jewish Christianity, Christianity was concerned less with the present Jerusalem and more with the Jerusalem on high. The church fathers spiritualized the earthly Jerusalem, transforming it into a non-geographical, eschatological, heavenly Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem became every place where Christians gathered as the body of Christ. The spiritualization of Jerusalem is also found in hymns such as William Blake's Jerusalem, as well as in the naming of cities and churches such as Zion and Salem. Nevertheless, Christians have always taken an active interest in the earthly Jerusalem. Constantine transformed the city into a major hub for pilgrims, building churches, including the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. But the Temple Mount was left in ruins as a visible sign that God had rejected the Jewish people 
transferring power and glory to Christianity. For Muslims, Jerusalem is called Al-Quds, the holy city. Its holiness is derived from Quranic accounts, especially the story of Muhammad's night journey, as well as being the first Qibla, the direction of prayer for Muslims. The Caliph Umar, who conquered Jerusalem in 637, built a mosque on the site of the temple, which is one of only three to which Muslims are expected to visit. The others are Mecca and Medina, as well as the mosque next to the church, the Holy Sepulchre, which the Caliph did not enter to ensure the site would not be appropriated by Muslims. Two Muslim families still hold the keys to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and ceremoniously open the building once a year. There are similarities between Jewish, Christian and Muslim interpretations of Jerusalem. They all believe the resurrection of the dead on the Day of Judgment will commence in Jerusalem. According to the Quran, the just will pass through the Gate of Mercy, identified with the Golden Gate, through which, according to Jewish tradition, the Messiah will enter, and according to Christian, Jesus did enter. Indeed, it was his last entry into Jerusalem. Jewish and Christian traditions also seem to have influenced Islamic interpretations, which should not be surprising since the Prophet and his companions regularly encountered Jews and Christians, and a body of Islamic literature is even called the Israelite. Throughout much of the 1400 years of Muslim rule, especially under the Ottomans, Jews and Christians were protected by being dhimmis, that is, protected minorities. As the Ottoman Empire declined in the 19th century, two developments altered the city. Firstly, an increased presence of Western churches and Western secular power. And secondly, the rise of Zionism and the arrival in Palestine of tens of thousands of Jews, primarily from Europe. In 1917, General Allenby entered Jerusalem and the British Mandate began. The Balfour Declaration was published, which affirmed the rights of Jews to establish a homeland in Palestine. Some Christians welcomed these developments, even viewing them as a prelude to the return of Christ, but others, like Pope Pius X, insisted that the Church could not support the return of the Jewish people to the Holy Land. The British Mandate was followed by the establishment of the State of Israel in 1948, but the Jordanians ruled Jerusalem until 1967, when Israel took control of the whole city, including the Old City. Jewish settlement there has increased considerably, epitomized by the creation of the Western Wall Plaza and the demolition of the Maghariba Quarter, both of which have had lasting consequences. Since the assassination of Yitzhak Rabin in 1995 and the failure of the Camp David negotiations in 2000, the prospects of a negotiated settlement in which part of Jerusalem would become the Palestinian capital have steadily reduced. The lack of trust and the Israeli building program designed to ring-fence Jerusalem with suburban developments for Jews have made this possibility ever less likely. Another reason for pessimism is that all groups feel empowered and disempowered at the same time. Jews are a powerful majority in the local context, but a small minority in the regional context. Muslims are part of a dominant majority in the region, but struggle with the harsh realities of being a minority in Jerusalem. The different Christian communities are tiny minorities in Jerusalem, 
but conscious of and draw strength from their links with large Christian communities in the West. Whilst the psalmist's prayer for the peace of Jerusalem is as poignant and as distant today as it ever was, the view of Jerusalem is the history of the world. It is more. It is the history of earth and of heaven. Benjamin Disraeli Swift's returning to nest near the Western Wall 